From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today on the Press Box Podcast, a little something different. I think the way we started the show today will explain it for you. It is today's edition of the Press Box Podcast. But we start with a look back at what we and our fellow Alabamians endured 10 years ago today, April 27th, 2011, the largest, costliest, and one of the deadliest tornado outbreaks ever. And uh, Chris Stewart, you and I were both living in Birmingham at the time. Were you in the same house that you're in now, or were you guys out? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually was uh, in this home. And, and J.D., were you in Florence still? Yes. Yeah. It was. That's right. Yeah. It was we, rough. It was it was so bizarre. I had actually the night before on the twenty sixth done Alabama at Southern Miss baseball. Weather was great. Knew that knew that bad weather was coming. This yeah. had been this had been forecast yeah. for those that that don't remember some of the specifics of the days the days leading up. This was not a a total surprise that we had a historic catastrophic day in our state. Uh, unfortunately it had been predicted and, but the day before, as is often the case with severe weather, it was beautiful. Did an Alabama game, drove back to Tuscaloosa because I had a television show to tape the next morning And the severe storms were not supposed to, the worst of the storms were not expected to be in until around lunchtime. Okay. But there, there was a, a, preliminary line that came through and in fact i was awakened at probably four thirty, five o'clock in the morning uh in my hotel room with the wind the rain blowing sideways uh turn on the television there's the there's the local interruption of of programming and slid down between two bed you know the the two beds there in the hotel and um storm had had passed over not one that touched down but did slightly in in a certain area i believe but it was later that day once i got home and watching on television as many did as james Spann basically did play by play yeah 
before the tornado ripping through Tuscaloosa and passing very, very close to the, right on the edge of the Alabama campus, just yeah. uh, stuff we'll never forget. And for those that were in the middle of it, as one of our guests will be in a little while, uh, Mick Gillespie, it, it's something that will stay with you forever. J.D., I want your thoughts in a moment because you got a little different vantage point from being in Florence. But for me, Chris, I'm with you. I'm in Birmingham, um, Homewood, actually. And for look, I love me some James Spann, but for whatever reason that day, I was watching CBS 42 and Mark Prater, uh, yes. who, who, by the way, I think CBS 42 won like eight Edward R. Murrow awards for their coverage of that day and, and the aftermath. Um, but I'm watching him, and they had they had someone with a handheld camera on top of a hill somewhere, um, you know, a lot of the footage that ABC 3340 had, and I went back and looked at a lot of this last night, was from a, a stationary camera on a water tower or or something along those lines. Right. But, but CBS 42 had a guy with a camera on his shoulder just, you know, pointing it at that huge wedge tornado as it came through Tuscaloosa, and we watched that, and then Carolina and I stood out on our back porch, and we could see that we could see it from from our vantage point. Now it was several miles north of us, but we could see it wrapped in you know whatever. But as it came through and went went north of Birmingham, caught a couple clip, clipped a couple of the the northern suburbs of, of Birmingham, maybe Fairfield and and yeah west so, and yeah north. west and north, um, and was just a, a a bizarre day. And you talked about the morning stuff. I, I'm with you. I was awake that early that morning, and there were some houses out. 280 way Cahaba Heights, et cetera, that were hit yeah. pretty hard by that morning round. And then came the afternoon and it was just unlike anything else. And unfortunately, uh, JD, your, your friends and family in, in Northern Alabama were not spared as well. Of course, Hackleburg, our big 95, five FM affiliate in Hackleburg, uh, decimated. That was one of the hardest hit places. One of the EF five tornadoes actually, actually went through Hackleburg. Yeah, that was that was EF four that hit Tuscaloosa, yes, right? And yes, it was a, right. A mm-hmm. yeah. five. So um, here, here's, I was working for the athletic department at UNA, and they sent us home, or said don't come in. And so I'm home with our our children. They're they're home from school, and uh, my wife calls because she's in a tall building, accounting firm, and says, you know, be careful. Man, I, I've been in the news business for eleven years at this point. Uh, and have I've covered so many tornadoes. I've lived in the state of Oklahoma by then, and I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and, of course, it, it hits. And uh, I get a call that afternoon from the CBS affiliate because I'm now I'm out of television, have been out for a while, three years maybe. And the CBS affiliate said, hey, look, we need some veteran reporters back, and we need them back now. Uh and we need boots on the ground that's, you know, got some experience. Will you commit to one week? And we need to assign you to a path. And they're putting a, a bringing back a veteran reporter and one even from like Missouri so that they could put one reporter on every path of, of just the ones that hit North Alabama. And they, I had to do the one that was the long, the longest path one. It, it touches down in Hackleburg, that's southwest of Russellville in uh, Franklin County. It did not come back off the ground until it hit north of Huntsville, which was harvest. Wow. And I know that because the next morning they put me and a photographer in a small aircraft, and we took off from, like, the shoals, went down, looped around where it hit, and it, it there was a Wrangler. Uh, factory, yes. Factory yes, yes. that makes, you know, blue jeans and other things. Yes. Gone. And just obliterated it, Gone. plus homes, plus everything else. 
And we follow that path. And I'm, I've got an eagle eye on it the whole time looking. like Just just show me somewhere where you skipped off the ground. Yeah, and it didn't. And it didn't. Yeah. And we're talking a path that was just wide, like football fields, football fields. No escaping it. So Hackleburg decimated, but then the town of Phil Campbell. Mm-hmm. I mean, the population one day was like 3,800. The next day it's like 1,700. Or well, not, not that much. Not to hit that bad, but it, it, it like wiped out entire families. It did, yeah. Uh, and what we saw that day and that week, I mean, about a month later, it, it takes some psychological toll on you to see those many that many people and, and the stuff we saw because we're down there, you know, within hours of that thing hitting right. and the things you see. I hadn't seen anything that bad over an entire eleven-year career in television, and I saw some bad stuff. But. You were talking about James Spann and weather. Uh, I'm telling. I'm going to really briefly tell this guy's story because I'm not. I'm not hanging him out. He's told his own story, and I had to cover it. Uh, Gary Dobbs was a longtime weatherman up there at the ABC affiliate, but he lived in Mount Hope, which is very rural in Lawrence County. Yep. And guess where it was? Direct path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was. He has a storm shelter. He's a weather guy. He's going to have a storm shelter. He was standing outside of it as long as he could to deliver live reports via telephone and was watching it come right at him, and he stayed outside just that bit too long, and it almost got it. I mean, it, it, he was injured. Wow. And uh, it, it destroyed his house. Hmm. I had to go down to his house. Uh, we went to church together. He would drive up to Florence. Uh, we, we attended Highland Baptist up there. Right across the street from his house, one of the things, because these images all stick, I wasn't even in Tuscaloosa, but I will never forget the image of the shot out across Bryant-Denny Stadium, and yeah. you see a tornado. I'll never forget the image of Coleman, the the big V-shaped tornado yes. coming right at downtown Coleman. Decimated, yeah. But I will never forget looking across from Gary Dobbs' house, and, and the guy had a, several acres, and he had black Angus cattle. Yeah. All of the cattle were grouped up. This is the day after the storm. There was one cow that they would like not didn't want in their group mm-hmm. and i'm like what's what's up with that because i've been mm-hmm. around cattle and, and farming the cow turned around it had a two by four sticking through its back mm-hmm. all the way through underneath its mm-hmm. vertebrae mm-hmm. and was still walking around mm-hmm. i was this is crazy 216 tornadoes on that one day eight ef4s four ef5s um, by the end of the day, 348 deaths in six states, Alabama accounting for a staggering 238 of those. In an average year, the state sees 65 tornadoes. There were 62 across the state in that one day. Um, you mentioned the Hackleburg tornado, winds of 210 miles per hour. Red Cross estimated 75% of the town was destroyed. And the Birmingham, or National Weather Service, pardon me, Said the Tuscaloosa to Birmingham storm and EF4 winds of 190 miles per hour, but at one point it was a mile and a half wide, the width of more than 26 football fields. And killed 65 people, including six University of Alabama students, injured more than 1,000. And again, we could, if I read the list of communities and counties in the state of Alabama that were affected, it would take the rest of the show, but. Just a, just a horrible day. And I'll say this. There's a great article written, uh, written just recently, within the last week or so, by Alex Scarborough 
of ESPN. How Nick Saban and Tuscaloosa drew closer after Alabama's 2011 oh, yeah. tornado. It is a fantastic read about the work that Nick and and wife Terry did, and um, how it changed Nick Saban. How how it how it changed him as a man and as a coach. It's a great great read. Alex Scarborough on ESPN.com. Real quick note: We were flying that path. Remember the next morning uh, to get the video footage. They said land in Huntsville. Uh, we've got a car waiting on you. Come straight to the station, unedited. Bring in the video. Uh, so we were trying to shoot it in the camera. Uh, Brian Covington was the photographer. He's now in law enforcement. So we tried to shoot it in his camera, so there wasn't a lot of shaky shots, and you could just put it right on a tape player. Anyway, we get to the. I remember we pulled up the station to go in, and I've been in a lot of TV stations. And right when we walk in the door, I'm like okay, this is weird. They were on generator. All the power was out except for the very few lights they needed, yeah. meaning yeah. the most of the power was, was being focused on and used in the studio. But even most of the studio lights were down. So it was eerie. They said, go straight to the anchor desk, put in your IFB. Uh, I got on the desk with Jerry Hayes. And they in the tape room, they put it in. There is it's tape back then. And... Uh, <laughs> They said, just start talking about what you're seeing and what you witnessed. And so we're sitting talking. Normally, a tornado towards the end loses its, you know, by then it goes down to like an EF3. Dan Satterfield, very famous meteorologist, he screams, stop it, stop it, stop it. He comes running from the weather area, says, replay that. And he stands right in front of us in the anchor desk and says, I don't want to see it again. And they go back, and this is in harvest when it's about to end. He said, look at this community, folks. This is an upscale community, three to 4,000 square foot houses. They were off the foundation, wiped clean. He said, anything off the foundation, especially a structure this large, this new, is absolutely an EF5. He goes, this is, a, this is catastrophic of historical yeah. significance. And I kind of was like, it just, I just stopped. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, we will talk more about it. We're going to have Mick Gillespie. Of, uh, he's now with the Tennessee Smokies, and he's done a lot of Bama stuff, is he not, Chris? Yeah, we were, with partners. You guys. yeah. We, were, we, were, we were partners on our coverage of uh, Alabama baseball for the Crimson Tide Sports Network at that time, where he yeah, just, finished, right. yeah. just finished our tenure. And Mick was a guy who was, he was, he was helping in the days after the storm. I'll tell this briefly, and then we'll move on. But yeah. just a context of who he is. Alabama grad was, was there, lived there in the offseason, but was – was home he said i'm i'm patching up a roof on a church and i look over and anthony grant is on the same roof doing the same thing i'm doing who was the men's basketball coach at alabama at the time and that's what people encountered all throughout the days after and weeks to come there in Tuscaloosa and in so many other communities just like it all around the state. I'm sure the topic will come up uh, later, and again, we'll talk to Mick Gillespie about it specifically uh, later in the show as well. I'll take us to break on this. Had a lovely little couple that we knew in Birmingham who had one little five-year-old daughter who uh, she told the story to us the, the next day or the next weekend or whatever. Poor little uh, Chloe was her name, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, so she looks at mom and says, but mommy, I don't want to watch James Spann anymore. Yeah. Um, it was oh, the, wow. it was that kind of day. That's sad. Uh, it was. It was indeed. So we'll remember again, April twenty seventh, two thousand eleven. Our hearts and uh, thoughts and prayers go out to all those impacted by that. With Chris Stewart, JD Byers, I'm Mike Grace. Remembering April twenty seventh, twenty eleven. Here inside the Press Box Podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online twenty four seven at pressboxradio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one. 
And of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast.